podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys of the Coppin Frackers. Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Copper and Podcast, powered by Social Media Group. I'm your host, Chris, and joining me today to talk about all things the Football Football Club, I have got Yak and Peter. Um, they are vengeance, um, as are Liverpool, as they have progressed to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Uh, gents, how are you feeling on this? Um, gosh, I'm uh, full disclosure, by the way, for, for, for the listeners, I'm usually my you know cheery you know, kind of passion itself, but I'm I'm absolutely knackered. Um, you know, we're recording on a Tuesday evening. I've never felt this wiped out on a Tuesday evening before. So I was wondering if the lads are in kind of the same same mood and same environment that I am. So gentlemen, how are you doing this evening as we record? All good. Relieved, relieved to get through. Um yeah, everyone everyone I know seems to be tired recently. I don't know what it is. It's uh yeah, I don't know what it is. It might just be all the shit going on you all seeing all the news all the time. It wears you out. Um, but yeah, relieved to get through. Happy one nil, but whatever. Yeah, I- I'm feeling good, man. I feel, I feel energized, and you know where I got that energized word from. I was watching um, that Kanye documentary, and then he was on a phone to Rick Rubin, and then he was like, um, "I don't say excited anymore. I say energized." And I was like, "All right, cool. I, I use that one." <laughs> so yeah, I feel energized. I feel good. Um, we're-, we're in four. Well, we won one competition, then we're in three other competitions. Like. So what were we won the Carabao Cup, quarterfinals of the Champions League, quarterfinals of the FA Cup, and second in the Premier League? Like, he would have thought that, you know, what I'm saying heading into March or well in March. So yeah, I'm happy. I'm good, man. Hey, look at us, look at us. Who'd have thought? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> um, yeah, I would ask. I would ask my girl why. Um, you know, why, why, why do I feel this way? But then I probably guess it about, you know, moons changing and, you know, specific <laughs> energy being pushed in a different direction. And to be quite honest with you, I don't have time for that nonsense. So it is what it is. But I know what I do have time for. It is the Cop and Fracas Patreon page. And that is where you can find all the latest and greatest from ourselves here at Cop and Fracas that you do not find on the main part. Um, Stacked week last week, and it's going to be a stacked week as the weeks go on, as the will keep progressing, as Peter said, into the last stages of every competition we seem to be in recently, which is nice to see. Like you said, one down, another free to go, hopefully. So do subscribe to the Patreon page today. Head over to www.patreon.com forward slash copy and fracas. The link is in the bio to this podcast below. And subscribe from just £3 per month. Let's get stuck into it, gents. And uh, Liverpool have progressed to the quarterfinals of the Champions League but unfortunately on the night did lose 1-0 to a pretty good um, Inter Milan team in, in all fairness I think they played quite well in, bo- in both games has to be said um, I think it speaks massive volumes about Liverpool that we, you know, um, we're kind of sitting there thinking well you know we didn't play particularly well but when you look at it in reality and you look at the XG and whatnot created four pretty good high volume chances hit the woodwork numerous times and, you know, any other evening it probably would be, you know, a, a 4-1 win. Um, so, Yak, I'll come to you. Um, what were your thoughts on the performance this evening? And did it give you any kind of thoughts for concern as we kind of head into the last two games before we head on to an international break? Second half, less so on the concerns front. But first half, I was um, I was feeling like the um, that bald geezer with the the noncy one that's like oh no I'm panicking because <laughs> <I> f- <laughs> everything everything so what, can- you know the um the the bald nonce video 
I didn't want you to repeat that that M word, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, listeners. But yeah, I felt very much like that. I thought we're gonna lose the league, but um, yeah, it was the uh, and it. I, I felt the spirit of Anik rising through me, and I'm looking at that toothless front three, and I'm thinking, like, I'm not, I'm gonna feel like an idiot for saying this because Jota has been so good this season. But I'm looking at and I'm thinking, does it work all the time when he's not getting those poachers' goals? Does he work as the nine with mm. Salah and Mane? And I'm thinking, because, like, two of those three are all very capable of not being that good if they're not scoring. Um, and that's, I don't know, I, th- I think that's a, looking way too much into it. That was just the first half performance. And I think in the second half, they did bring it back and they sort of quelled my concerns a little bit. But as a team, um, I was, if I'm going to be impressed by anything, I think it's that we come out in the second half and played better. Um, that's all you can ask, like Chris said. We did beat him XG-wise. We did really have the better of the game. Um, the Martinez goal is a, a, a great goal. You you don't concede from them most of the time. So, first half, I was proper worried, thinking, mm, we got to be better than this by the time we come around to City. But second half, I think you could see that we, we've still got... That front three can still really work together. Um, Listen, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, I'll remember this game for the fact that we won the XG battle, and that's all that matters for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I do want to, exp- uh, Peter. I want to. I want to come to you on a point that Yak said there. It was. It was about uh, uh, Yotta. So that was one of the things I, I, I've noticed from this evening. He looked fairly off the pace and still doesn't look a hundred percent. Do you think he kind of rushed back um, his fitness? to be involved in that cup final just because he didn't want to feel kind of left out and get his first piece of silverware on the board? Um, I think the cup final, he was definitely wasn't fit. But I think now he's fit. But I was actually surprised that he started because I felt like, it's just you know, just some some games, they're not for like, they don't suit people's attributes. Um, I think this is a type of game where it doesn't really suit Jota to play as that post now because Inter overloaded that middle. So, and I was like a Camino game. Yeah, I was quite surpri- oh, surprised to see Jota start because in the first leg, it didn't really work with Jota um, playing as a post nine because they have so many people in that middle. Like, you have Brozovic, you have Vidal sweeping up and then you have all the three centre-backs as well. So when Firmino came on and kind of overloaded that midfield in the first leg, that's when we started playing better. Um, so again, going for him today, I knew he probably would struggle because, again, outside of the box, whilst I don't think he's like, He's, he's not, like, bad technically. He's just not the best. So, we have better players technically than him. So, sometimes retaining the ball is not it's not his strength. He can do it, but it's not his strength. And when you have so many midfielders trying to sweep up, you have Brozovic, you have Vidal, you have Bastoni, you have De Vrij, all around you. It's hard to keep the ball, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I just think it's not not really a game for him. Um, he doesn't... There was, not much, there was no space for him at all to attack. Um, and, you know what I'm saying, there was not really any space for him to get in behind because they're three defenders. So... Yeah, just a game that I didn't really it didn't really suit him. But yeah, saying that all the attackers weren't weren't really great and it was just about kind of seeing our way to the quarterfinal and just get over the line um any way possible. Yeah, do you, do you know what? I think this game sort of reiterates and I hadn't really thought about it like it before, obviously with the signing of Diaz, everybody scoring well, even our backup strikers scoring when they're needed to. It it does remind you that Firmino also needs replacing. Um, like you're never going to find a Firmino, but you we do need to have that option there when Firmino eventually goes, because yeah, that the the poacher thing doesn't always work with the way we play. Um, hopefully, like someone like Carvalho can be that signing. But yeah, it did strike me today. I was like, geez, like we we need to find a false nine as an option. It doesn't need to be the starter, but we need to have that option a hundred percent. But I think even Mane could have done that job. Um, you saw when Mane yeah. was kind of into the middle, he was causing the ball kind of well. Sometimes he touch would be a bit loose, but um, he's able to kind of shake um, players off or win the foul or something like that. So I think Mane can play that position, but obviously you would like definitely a familiar replacement. So yeah, I hear that. But saying all of this, we had so many chances. Like if mm. if we scored two or three goals, this is not even a conversation. So yeah, it's just it's a strange one, man. And I think that's the that's the, just the downside this evening, really, when you think about it. It's that you know. I, I think Milan all feel very hard done to, even though they, they probably shouldn't, because if you look at, you know, big chances created and, you know, uh, over the two legs, really, Liverpool are, are well and clear in those categories. So I think it feels like it was a close, closer tie um, than it was. 
but in reality, Liverpool were the better team over the two legs. Um, what did you guys kind of think of the front three performance uh, for for this evening? Because I thought it was a bit smelly. Yeah, I thought I thought um, obviously we've spoken about Jota not really fitting in. Salah started to get into the game a bit too late, but yes, Salah was annoying me today, and he has done. And I've never been annoyed at Mo before, but uh, since Afcon, he's been very sort of, I don't know the term, like split and splurty. Like he'll have 10 minutes where he looks really dangerous and then he'll have 10 minutes where he just does go. He goes nowhere. Hey, don't kill me. Them Yak's terms so funny. Um, Yeah, he just looks a bit desperate. Um, He just looks so desperate to get on the score sheet and probably score more goals. I think he's only scored three open play goals since um, Christmas. Um, So, yeah, I think he's a bit more desperate. Um, And he just looks like, like he's, he chances will come. So when you're trying to do like all these like twists and turns and trying to get space and work like not really passing at the right times and maybe snatching up shots like don't worry your chances will come right. We're a team who creates a lot of chances, so just focus on putting them away instead of just being kind of desperate and not really working over the front three. And yeah, I think all of them just weren't really great. Um, Joe wasn't really involved as you like him to be. Um, same with Mane didn't really get them in chances and Salah should be tucking. I think um, when he hits the post both times. He drags both shots, really. So, um, yeah, he sh- should definitely be tucking in. Um, even Diaz, like, Diaz as well, he's chance. Yeah. He, takes, he takes an age to get that shot off. Um, and Trent does well to kind of find him. He gets takes an age and then Vidal comes across and blocks it. So, um, yeah, just one of them games, again, where, like, I'm happy it's happened now because, like, it didn't happen in the Premier League game. You know what I'm saying? So, we should have won, but we didn't win. Um and hopefully the boys can just shake it off and we can get back to our scoring or winning ways because it's so rare that you don't see us not score. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, it's just, I think it's just how the luck falls, really, especially in your Champions League games as well. Like we said, any other night, we're probably sitting here talking about a 4-1 win. But it's just just look at the draw for the most part. Um Speaking of uh, Vidal and Alexis Sanchez, uh, I'm not too sure if these two have been immediately drug tested after the game, but the, the, I, I've never seen this much energy from both these guys, considering one's like, what, 36? And the other has been finished for the best part of like three years. I have no idea where all this energy came from. Um, so you can really tell that the desperation was there from from, from, from Inter Milan this evening. Yeah, I've got to, I've got to say, with Inter, they... They don't obviously they don't play like us, but they they remind me of us in that way where like your your assumptions on the players on their team, like say look, when Genie first signed for us, we we see him as like a sort of a, attacking midfielder. You just assume he's not that good at the 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 going back stuff, etc. Same with Kalhanoglu, you you assume that Brozovic is a bit past it. You assume Vidal's a bit past it, but the way that they um play like hard like us it just it raises the floor of the performance so much and even though they didn't compete on xg watching the game you, you like you say they they would feel hard done by because they just they put in such a shift and it it always keeps you in the game when you play like that and they like i, I see very 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 few teams actually do that and I think, yeah, I've got to give credit to Inter Milan because like, the, the way they play together as a team, every individual battle, they're trying so hard to win. And it, it means that even when they're not creating chances, that they're only one lucky break away from, from winning. And that, that kind of reminds me of us in a way. Yeah, I think Simeone deserves credit um, for that setup. I think um, his formation in both legs set up well against us. So the three at the back, uh, not allowing any space in behind. Um, our, his, his win backs also keep our full backs busy. So mm. um, Trent is kind of thinking about Perisic, you know what I'm saying? He's not bombing forward as much, so it keeps Trent on his toes. So that's a good thing. And Dumfries, not as much for Robertson, but he still has to kind of think about him. And the midfield, like, they're were, they were pressing so much today. Like, um, our midfield, especially like Fabinho, giving away the ball because one has so much pressure. Even Thiago, he's not his usual self. Whilst he had a decent game, but like Fabinho, Thiago, they weren't easy yourself because they were getting pressed like hardcore. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, um, yeah, they they set up quite well. Um, saying this though, like um, I saw obviously we saw got our chances in both legs, so um, they restricted us to what they can do. But a team like us, you have so much quality, we're still going to create chances. So yeah, um, I still think we deserve to go through. Um, 
I still think we create the better chances of over both legs. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that goes without saying. I mean, the fact that the, you know they only really got on the score sheet from what was a wonder goal says it all. You, you know, in all honesty, I mean, come on, let's 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 be let's be let's be quite frank, let's be quite honest. Lataro, for all the plaudits he does get, that man ran from the grind in both legs. I don't think he's good at all. That shot was no. a lucky shot for me. I, I don't care, man. Like he just hits it in hope. But um, in both legs, it didn't impress me at all. I thought Jekyll looked better than him in the first leg. Sanchez looked probably better than him again in this leg. Um, he doesn't want it physically at all with Van Dijk. Like, at least try, bro. Like, bloody hell. Like, Van Dijk just come off a long-term injury. Like, you know what I'm saying? You might bro, get when, some... Crazy when he stopped that run in the first half, I was like, wow. Like, what kind you, of yeah, if you, you put the burns on a bit, you're going to give him a bit of a run for his money. But, you know, kind of like the, the, the joke I said earlier, like that rock gif where he just puts his hand up. The aura of virtue yeah. basically stopped him. I was like, bro, like, what are you doing? As, a, as an elite level striker who has plaudits, you know, all around the world, you can't be doing stuff like that. I like the biggest stages as well. Like, come on. Like, yeah. You see like, Antonio for first time, at least he's trying, you know, he doesn't, didn't get much change from the centre backs, but he's still trying to give them a bit of trouble, still trying to, you know what I'm saying, get some shots off here and there. But um, yeah, I think he was lucky to get a goal, but yeah, he didn't really press me at all, man. My yeah, I think uh, seeing a lot of people on online that uh, like from Italy and stuff like that, they do say that Martinez is like the definition of like a flat track bully. Like against the weak teams and that, he'll score a brace hat trick, but against decent defenders, he <laughs> doesn't really want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. So I'm kind of glad we steered clear of that, to be honest, because I was really like excited by that the idea that we could sign him one day in it. But <laughs> I do not want him at Liverpool. Bro, after, after these after these both of these legged performances, I remember when Man were like shaking in the boot boots, literally quivering when uh, Spurs were linked to him in the summer. Going after a player like that after watching that like, Saul all over man. again. I'm good, man. Nah, we'll, 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 we'll save that Saul nastiness for uh, for another pod, man. Because what was going on there was disgusting work. Brozovic <laughs> really um, is actually decent. Um, like. Watching him up close against our team, obviously I've watched him for Croatia, but you don't know what the international tax is, so you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But watching him up close, like he's kind of a bit of a pest. He keeps the ball well, gets gets to the tackles. Um, yeah, he's actually a decent player still. Um, I think he's free transfer well. as well. Yeah, free not for us, though, not for us. But if he went to someone like Tottenham, or yeah. Arsenal, I think he'd do well there. Also, Bastoni. Yeah, as well. I think he'd be pretty good. He'd be pretty good at Arsenal. Yeah, Bastoni is ridiculous, man. Bastoni um, is really good on the ball. Um, Obviously, I think he done quite well with Salah. Salah did get past him a few times, but he's quite athletic for, you know what I'm saying, for a defender. Um, he's really good on the ball. The Vrije as well. The Vrije is calm on the ball. Like, he was getting pressed, chipping it over us. Like, But yeah, um, Bastoni and Brozovic really impressed me. Yeah, that is. This, they've got good, a good man. mix. Yeah, Bastoni's good. But that, that that little mix with the back three that they've got with like the Vrije, um, Bastoni and Skirinar, because like, I've, I've probably mullered his name, but Skirinar's kind of like the, the Vidic to their two Ferdinands, isn't he? He's like the one that just flies in at everything. Like, yeah, I think that that back three is actually... Like, when you think about it, like we, we knocked out a good team there. We knocked out a good team. Yeah, really good. They remind me a lot of... In, in, term, in terms of setup and the way they play, they remind me a lot of Chelsea in how they do operate because they've kind of got like yeah. a... When we talk about their centre-backs, they've got a real kind of earth, wind and fire thing. Um <laughs> With their centre backs, it's the, the maddest analogy I know. But stay with me. I'm I'm, I'm going to land the plane. Don't worry. So you've got Screenar, who's like you know, like you said, the vidish kind of the hard man there. You got Bastoni, who's the kind of like you know, the bit of the bit of finesse can play the ball over in the back. And Davidge, who's kind of you know quite similar, but you know, kind of on the other foot. So they do kind of have that like three pronged approach there too and you know they've got the real threat there with the wing backs I thought Dumfries possibly not as effective as he was in the first leg in this game but you know gave a really good account of himself um but yeah man I mean I kind of want to go go back onto how they kind of set up within the first so kind of for the first 35 minutes of that game their their press uh was just absolutely insane kind of like within the midfield third too do you think we, we responded to that quite well as the game went on? Because I thought we made relevant adjustments to kind of bypass it and then it became less of a threat as the game did did go on. But I'm just keen to kind of get your guys' thoughts on that as well. Yeah, I thought second half we did. First half, I feel like if there wasn't a half time, to, to be honest, I'm like, oh, this sounds bad. I feel bad to saying, even thinking about it. But when that guy in the crowd or girl got hurt in the crowd, 
Klopp being able to speak to the players was quite handy for us. Like that come yeah, at a very yeah, useful yeah. time because in I think Inter would have got that confidence and they're like, come like boys, we 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 can actually score to it. And but I think yeah, it it we we managed to to sort of see the first half out and then come out second half attacking and then see the second half of the second half out really well. I think game management wise, I was actually quite impressed. Yeah, for sure. I think we. I don't. I hated the way we started. Um, obviously, I, I do know that they'll come at us because um, obviously they're two, they're two goals down. But it was pressing. Like we're the Premier League team here. Like you're not the Premier League team. Like relax. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're all pressing us like like insane. Like boom, boom, boom. Vidal, boom. You know what I'm saying? Even though I think Vidal, he was horrible on the ball. Like he, he's got nothing left in terms of on the ball. But off the ball, this guy's running off everywhere. Blocks, tackles. Like yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think on the ball. And they were just forcing on us to make sloppy mistakes. Like, you're used to us having crisp passing. Like, yeah, Fabinho, he, he did not want him today. He's just like, whoa, oh. like, whoa, blood. You know what I'm saying? So, um, he was giving me <laughs> Yeah, the- Fab was there like, brother, I need a rest, man. Can you lock him <laughs> yeah. in for a breath? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know that emoji, that whew, emoji. So, yeah, um, <laughs> he, he, was, he, was, he was getting pressed to death. Um, even Thiago had a couple of sloppy passes. Matip was getting, even for the goal. I think that's kind of a sloppy pass from Matip, um, and it's intercepted. Um, yeah, so everyone, but everyone, Van Dijk again, a couple of sloppy headers. Allison as well. Allison just getting bored. Oh yeah, let me chop it back, chop it back, chop it back, <laughs> and then barely getting off. So um, yeah, the boys. Um, yeah, I think they just maybe that. Like, Salah said they maybe that might have been a bit over comp- um, complacent, or maybe they just weren't taking the game as seriously as they should have. So, um, but then we grew into the game. I like the fact that Curtis Jones again. Big, big fan of Curtis Jones. I see people on Twitter talking shit. I don't know why, because I think it was the best of our midfielders. Yeah, can, can, can we talk about that? Because, I mean, that was the... I don't know how someone can sit there. one of our midfielders. Like, he was getting on the ball, moving it, driving forward. There's one sick run that he done. He went past loads of players, gave it to Salah, yeah. Salah and gave it back to him. Like, he was really good. He was really brave on the ball, um, winning fouls for us. So, when I see people on Twitter just talking rubbish, I don't get it. Like, what are you watching? Yeah, I Honestly, think as well when like, when when you consider his age, there's like there's not there's like there really isn't that many centre mids his age that can do that at that highest level against the best teams in yeah. one of the best teams. Like so, that ability is height as well to like just turn and just be like there's a bit of space there and just beat two three players. Like that's when honestly, like when he comes of age, like it's oh, unreal, unreal. Ninety three percent pass accuracy. 66% dribble completion, won four of his six duels and five recoveries against That's what, good, man. you know, what like we've literally been talking about uh, a midfield and an Inter Milan team that you know were like rabid dogs in terms of their press. That's ridiculously good when you when you do look at it. And yeah, that that CF comps account, man, you you need to look at that, you know, McDonald's application we we had on your tweet when you like, listed down all those uh. Curtis Jones. Um, but you know what it is, bro? People have made, they've had this opinion of him, like probably since last season, and they're just doubling down on it. Like, so. But this is the thing, though. He's like, he he had really good performances last season, so I don't know where it comes from. It's the they're beating him with a stick that he's not a finished article because he's not Mbappe, because he's not Haaland, because he's not Bellingham. That's what they're beating him with, which is so True. unfair. Like, people's um, development is not linear all the time. You know what I'm saying? People's development are different. So, his development might be different to Bellingham. His de- development might be different to Jacob Ramsey. You know what I'm saying? He's his own player. He's got his attributes. And we just need to support him. And he, the fact that today, he was, best, he was our best midfielder. It's not even about his age. It's about that. Like, um, what I can see on, his, on the pitch, what he's doing with the ball. Again, like Yak said, beating players. You know what I'm saying? Driving the ball. He was actually really good. And I thought... Even like obviously I love Klopp, but I thought it was kind of cowardly to take him off because I thought it was the easier decision. So by not taking off Fabinho, by you know what I'm saying, keeping Fabinho on the pitch. I know he's more a defensive midfielder, but last game we took off Fabinho and brought in Henderson in the six and it changed the game. So I just felt like he went up the youngest player on the pitch. Oh yeah, I'll take off Jones and I'll take off Thiago. Boom, put Henderson, mm. put Kater on. And I, I do think it worked, but if we're going on merit, Jones decided to stay on the pitch. That's my opinion. Yeah, I thought as well, like when um, like when he took Jones off, I, that was the first thing that came into my mind as well. I thought, why didn't you just put Hendo in the six? Like we, we, we they've they've still got to score a few goals to beat us. You know what I mean? And 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 Henderson's kind of good in those sort of situations. Uh, but I really, really, really hope it's because he thought 
or even said to Curtis when he comes off, like, you just earn, earn your place in the weekend line up in it because I think he deserves it. Last few games he's played, like even like the Burnley game and things like that, he's been really, really good. And not just that for a young player, he's been really, really good compared to every other midfielder on the pitch. And you just list, I know Vidal and that and Brozovic are a bit old, but you list the midfielders he was on the pitch with today and he was the best one on the ball. Mm. And like, that's, that's like, he's in amongst like, some of the best midfielders of the last 10 years. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's mental. Chris, what do you think? So, like, okay, you're cool. So, you start, to, you start Jones today and that's a big, big sign of faith and it's like, cool. Um, and then you take him off first, you know what I'm saying? And it gets like 60 minutes. So, like, what, what, what do you, how do you think Klopp is like rating Jones and like, it's so hard to tell, like, does he rate him, does he not? Obviously, he does rate him, but where is he in the ranking order? Because he starts ahead of Elliot today but he needs first to get taken off. So again, like Yak said, he might he might start against um, Brighton on the weekend. He might not even be in the squad. You, you don't know. You know what I'm saying? What do you think, Chris? So weird. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one isn't it? because you obviously trust him in some of the biggest. Like the, the, tonight, for for all it is, is he's a big game considering you know like like the manager keeps saying yeah. Tuna is the worst the worst scoreline in football to potentially have, and, and it is. But he drags and drops him in the in these games, and you know. It feels a little bit unfair to him because you know he needs to have a really good midfield performance here too, or else he's going to be flogged by faceless people on Twitter, which unfortunately was for some unknown reason. But I think he rates him quite highly. It's just he needs to get the level of trust down in certain aspects. And it's kind of similar to to Naby in that mold where he kind of had that run towards the end of last season where Kaiser was fit and he probably should have played a few more games, but he didn't have that trust factor down with him to trust him in those situations. But yeah. I, probably, I think I'd probably put him at the moment, you know, I think it's very clear that, you know, Fabinho Henson and Thiago would be the the 30, the 33 in, in midfield. I probably, I, I, I at this point, I probably generally would put Jones as probably the fourth or fifth choice there, which is mad, Um, which would mean he's probably above Milner at this point, who, you know, did, did he come on? I, I don't remember him coming on. No, I didn't come on, no. So that's a big sign. That's a that's, that's a big thing as well because he could have just matched the shitazery with the shitazery, but you know, <laughs> given the fact that the ref, given the fact that the referee brought it on himself to go to an even new higher level of shitazery himself, possibly would have been a good decision. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll discuss him and his bald head in a minute, but um, but yeah, it, it's definitely a weird one, and I can I can see him playing a few more games in the future, but it's slightly unfair to kind of just keep dragging and dropping him in these situations where he needs to kind of be a seven, a seven out of 10 performance where others will probably need to just be at a five out of 10 performance. You know, what, I, I say this, I completely agree with you. Definitely. Um, he obviously needs rhythm. And I just say this because I feel like sometimes he gives Jones games just to be like, yeah, okay, hold that. You know what I'm saying? Like stay happy for the next <laughs> month or so. You, you started yeah. you know, against Milan. So you know what I'm saying? You can't really complain. And I just feel like sometimes, like, if you're going to play him, like, you might as well go all out, like, playing for two games, playing for three games, let's see what really happens. Because now, you start him now, and if I don't see him for the next two, three games, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? So, like, I just don't want you to just give him games here and there just to be like, okay, we'll keep you happy. Like, show your son of faith of him. You know what I'm saying? It's also how you want him to operate as well, because... We, we've all seen him, you know, I think tonight is a very good professional performance from him as well, while showing some attacking impetus as well, because he always won the penalty too from the Chalanaglu tackle. But the Curtis Jones that we want to see, like Mike, I, th- I think Mike made a really good point when we were just kind of having that big discussion about, uh, you know, midfield and how we go forward with it uh, going into next season, is we lack that little bit of dynamism in the midfield. And the Curtis Jones that we all want to see, and I think we've kind of need in certain aspects too is the Curtis Jones that we saw against Norwich okay the opposition in that game is less than we saw this tonight but he had that free will he had that free reign to kind of push the ball forward and get the attacking impetus kind of going through him and having facilitating a lot more of the play which I think is something that we do need to kind of just get him into this mold of doing as we go forward his development and Liverpool's development as well yeah I think next season if especially if we sign someone in midfield, if Naby and Thiago stay fit for the majority of the season, it actually becomes a, like a little bit of a problem because you you need to keep players fit. So like you could say like yeah you could just you could just play the youngsters more and stuff like that. But like it's like that when that mid that whole midfield selection is fit, you assume Ox and Milner are out the picture. It's so hard to find enough games to like develop. Um, 
I, and, I, I yeah, it's ahead of Naby in certain games, you know. I don't, I don't think Naby. Like, so yeah, I don't think Naby yeah, yeah. like that. Um, I think Jones depends on the game. You know what I'm saying? I think like against Norwich, I, I could see um, Jones starting, and then like, maybe against like a who maybe like against a Tottenham or against like a you know what I'm saying like a I don't know like a Champions League type. I could see Naby starting. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think I think both their places are kind of interchangeable like Christian they both have stuff that maybe the club doesn't trust them fully with so yeah but yeah um yeah it's an interesting one to see at least we have options I guess yeah yeah and that is the thing options all day long baby um speaking of options I saw I saw this compilation of Diaz just like doing nothing but no look passes and shots and I gotta say a lot of people a lot of people are kind of like doing, oh, he needs to kind of get rid of this from his game. It's like, no, that's that. No. You know, football is robotic enough. You need to keep those elements in the game, that, you know, that dynamism and that just bit of flair, man. It's just what's, it's what gets the people going. You know what I mean? It's, I can't Jugendor. Jugendor. Like that. Exactly, man. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's literally feel... the player we've been crying out for for God knows how yeah. long. And people want to make him into a robot. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I, feel, I feel like as much as like, Bobby Firmino's got like elite qualities in terms of finding space and things like Sometimes I genuinely think that the, the biggest thing he does for our team sometimes is just he does that no look flip or pass or something and so it just turns Mane and Saleron. And I, I feel like Diaz can be. Oh, that, no, no, like... pause on that. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I didn't even <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, just, I went in raw then I didn't even think about it um, hey yo um, <laughs> he's rolling he's rolling <laughs> not that type of pod yet but yeah carry on hello sorry say that for AOB my guy my word <laughs> but yeah I feel, every I feel week like... man every week there's a pause incident on this pod uh, it's, just, uh, <laughs> it's, it's fantastic man <laughs> But yeah, I, I feel like it, it. Sometimes we, you just need that. Sometimes we, our team can look a little bit robotic, and just having someone that's just like, I'm not scared to try it. I think it, it probably it brings the best out of everyone. I think I'll um, never want that to go away. Unpredictability. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, I think it might be yesterday or the day before, but someone was genuinely complaining about the uh, that you know ridiculous marauding run. That, um, DS did against West Ham, yeah. where it won the free kick on the edge of the box. And someone said he needs to get this out of his game. I'm like, what? <laughs> he nearly beat the whole team and scored. And they're like, nah, I'm not happy about that. It's insane. It's Basically, insane. he scored the Puskas, and then he said, nah, I'm not having that. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, as well, is the pass went really on to Salah. Like, it was on if you're a ball player. Like not yeah. if, if you're an attacker, that pass is quite hard to make. And like, yeah, Diaz done exactly the right thing. And he like, I, I don't know. Like, I still kind of slightly think like he was fouled in it. Really, like, it's, it's not like he just booted the ball out of play, is it? I think fans just do this thing where they just don't know what they want. You know what I'm saying? So when we when we didn't have Diaz, it's like, oh, why do we have all these robots? Oh, like we have all these kind of guys that just want to get goals all the time. There's no vibes. This little team are boring to watch. And then now we finally get a guy who's unpredictable, who kind of does what he wants on the ball, he drifts anywhere. It's like, whoa, whoa, you know what I'm saying? What's going on? Why is he not, why is he not a goal hanger? Why is he not a robot? Why is he not following top instructions? Why is he, you know what I'm saying? Fans just don't want, don't know what they want. So, yeah, I, we just ignore it. Ignore it, man. Football and wrestling are very much the same in terms of what the fans think they want, but when they get it, they don't actually want it. So it's just the parallels are, are very, are very similar. Um I thought it was a very another good defensive outing from from, from Trent. Uh, I thought he told told the lines of you know the attacking impetus and the defensive. Exactly going to say that, Chris. Exactly. I literally was just thinking about that. But yeah, sorry, go on. I interrupted you. No, no, keep 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 going, brother. Um, you know, open yeah, forum. like so. Obviously, um, we, just, we I, I, obviously after the West Ham performance, I, he had a great defensive performance. But also, I just wanted to say it a bit quietly. And then again today. I thought it was brilliant against Perisic. Um, what I liked again today, I know Trent can defend. My issue is not with him, how he defends, it's the kind of willingness to defend. So mm-hmm. I can always tell if Trent's on it. By the, like, you see when we get counted on, today he was actually sprinting back. When Trent's not on it, he was just kind of like, oh, he'll jog back, he'll laze back, you know what I'm saying? Not really bothered. But today, when Perisic was on the counter, he was sprinting, sprinting back. And 
one thing I liked is that he done when Perisic was dribbling at him, he stood up, he didn't dive in, or he didn't like do a lazy tackle. Like he stood him up, and then he would like block the cross, or like you know what I'm saying, he would edge him out. So yeah, again, a great defensive performance from him today, um, and against West Ham as well. I thought he done really well. Obviously, you know about the goal line clearance, but um, yeah, I thought he, he done really well against um, Fornals, um, Ben Rama when he came on, shut them shot, shut them out. Um, yeah, he, he's been really good um, defensively. Um, so yeah, big him up. Um, hopefully, he continues it. Hopefully, he doesn't embarrass me with my friends soon after saying all of this. You know, I'm praising him, but. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, really good from him. Um, his willingness to defend looks good. Um, he's eager to engage. Um, he's sprinting back. So, yeah, um, big him up. Obviously, we know what he can do on the attacking end today. You know, he's got a free kick. Crane that go for Mane again for, for um, in the West Ham game. But, yeah, if he has that defensive side locked down, hey, sky's the limit for him. Do you know what? Uh, I think... one, one clearance, one interception, uh, one, all of his aerial duels, uh, five out of six of his ground duels won. Wow. So yeah, man, and he still managed to create five chances, which yeah, <laughs> yeah. get you a man who can do it all. But this, this is the thing. I think, I, honestly, I think Trent's been online, and I think he saw everyone chatting shit, all the debates and that. He saw Reese James was coming back, and he was like, "No, I can't be asked with this anymore. I'm just, I'm just going to be the best right back in the world. I'm going to leave no doubt in anybody's mind that I am the best right back in the world by a margin." And I think he is like a hundred percent. I think he is. Um, I think if over the 90 minutes, I think if Jones had stayed on for longer, then he'd definitely be the one for me. But I think Trent was probably our best player over the 90 minutes today. Um, and like, I just, uh, yeah, I just, I can't get over like how used to how good he is that we are. Like, he's, he is like when you actually step back and think about it and just like that stat line Chris just read, like, that is crazy. Not for a, a wing back in a back five, back three. This is a full back in a back four, and he gets numbers like that. Like it's like I just I don't know, man. It proper frustrates me that he doesn't get the credit, and every debate is just brought down to this proper lazy. Like oh well, yeah, Trent's the best attacker, but everybody's just loads better at defending than him. Like no, that's that's not that's just your way out of coming up with the answer in the argument to me, like, Reese James, Carl Walker, there's no way are they that much better at defending than Trent. They're not brilliant defenders. They're not. They're attacking fullbacks as well. And Trent's a lot better at it. Think Think about it. Like, we had the whole, you know, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, he's as good as Trent. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, he can defend. We literally watched this man on Sunday we watched Man City take it in turns to see which, you know, which side, you know, which player was going to, you know, take him on and embarrass him. It's, <laughs> um, it's funny how life works like that, isn't it? But, uh, but Bro, yeah, I can't, staying on the, go on, um, go on, go on. Staying on, staying on the topic of Trent, um, just something actually quite good that um, I heard Neil Atkinson and Alfred Rapp say um, earlier on this week is that, you know, we talk about Trent, uh, you know, as his player who is, you know, redefining the, the, the right back position. But in saying that, it actually says that, you know, he's, he's creating a mould um, for other players to replicate when, in fact, he's kind of just he's just being Trent at the end of the day, really. And I think that's just such a really good statement and a really important thing to really say that it it's not, you know, redefining a position in, in, in the traditional sense. It's just putting a very good player in a fantastic position to succeed. Yeah, um, facts. Um, that's, a, that's a great way to put it. Um, like, I think the thing with Trent is that, like, I hate when people will say, like, he's a system player or this or, like, you know what I'm saying, or he's only doing well because of the system. What Trent, is talent is so bloody special that you have to kind of put him in that, you know, like, no, Trent's talent is so special that Klopp has had to adjust his system to cater to Trent, you know what I'm saying? Because we had to kind of, like, if you look at Klopp's other teams, has he ever used a right back this way? No, he hasn't. You know what I'm saying? Will he ever use a right back away this again? Probably not. He's done this because Trent's talent is so, so good. His technique on the ball, he's crossing his ability, his passing ability is so good, where it's like, okay, how do I get the best out of this boy? You know what I'm saying? How do I get the most out of him? How do we cater to him? How do we, you know what I'm saying, use his strengths to um, help our team? And it's like, we made him our prime playmaker because he has this ability. If he started climbing at, if he started climbing at right back, do you think Clive would be on the ball this much? You know what I'm saying? Do you think if Gomez was a right, playing right back for us, he wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? We've had to um, change system to kind of to make Trent our main playmaker because he's so good. His talent is so good. You know what I'm saying? So Trent is being Trent and we are getting the most out of him 
he's, he's, he's the best playmaker in the world. You know what I'm saying? He literally is. He's going to break his own record again for the most um, assists by a defender, I think, for the third time running. He's just insane, insane talent. And Klopp's only being smart by using him, you know what I'm saying, this way. So, yeah, great. Unbelievable. I think as well, like, to piggyback on that and what Neil Atkinson said, like, um, like what Peter said about how the system has had to mould around him, how uh, Neil Atkinson said, Atkinson said that Trent like is the mould. Like you, you think of other players like the first players that come to mind that are kind of like that. I don't know, like uh, Zidane, Gerard, Rooney. Like they're 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 all further up the pitch, and like this this is a def- a defend like in our lifetimes anyway. Like not at like. I just don't know. It's so hard to explain it without just like it, the, the proof is in the pudding. That like, you just you just have to watch him without your biases, and it's just so obvious how like a, a much of an, an anomaly he is. Like and like like people were saying with that, like people calling him a system player and stuff. Like, people use people say that about like like Gerard and people like that. But no, like the, the managers had to revolve the team around him because he's that much better at what he does than everybody else in the game. And yeah, I think yeah, it it really, 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 really boils my blood. That, that people can't just sit back and just be like, yeah, what a great player. Like People have started to do that with Mo and stuff, but with Trent, I think it's because every team's got an English right back or something. So they've all got, they've got skin in, in the game, isn't it? So they, they just will never, ever, ever, ever admit that Trent is just quite clearly the best at it. Yeah. In my books, I think he's probably been our second best player this season, I would say. Salah's obviously ahead of him, but other than Salah, I, I can't put anyone else ahead of him. He's been unbelievable this season, like unbelievable. Top assist maker, um, scored a couple goals as well. Even just his, his quality um, in terms of just, you know what I'm saying, all-round play. Um, he's passing. Um, oh, he's kind of changed position this year, playing kind of centre-mid and build-up, um, playing more central and build-up, should I say. So, yeah, um, he's been top two for us. And probably I would say probably top five in the Premier League this season. Top five, top yeah. ten at minimum this season. You know what I'm saying? He's really up there. In that Player of the Year awards, he should be right up there, I believe. Yeah, I think there's... You have to put Trent there as well. 100%. And I think at the end of last season as well, because of all like the crazy goals, to be fair, he did score one of the crazy goals, but at the end of last season when we were pushing for fourth, it's easy to forget how much responsibility he took on in that run as well. And there was like, there was there was a, there was was two or three man of the match performances in that. And I think, yeah, he's, he's followed on from that and he's becoming... So for his age as well, like, and it's similar to Jones. I think people forget that like players to have that sort of responsibility. Like the the, the only other pe- players like that are like your Foden's and people like that, and everyone's quite happy to call them generational. But when it comes to when it comes to our scouse lads, people don't like admitting it. They really don't want to admit it. It's Liverpool tax man. Always has been. It always will be. Um, he's, I mean, he's he's, he's bulked up as well. I mean. You, you probably wouldn't get one again in a skirmish with him. Um, and, you know, I think obviously that you know um, is helping. Kind of, you know, he's he, he defending well, kind of going going to that. So, but yeah, man, he, he's such just such a good player. And you know, I, I like Reece James. I think he's a good player. Looks like a good yeah. lad. Those Bark, both Barkley's adverts with him and his sister. You know, they you know they're, they're really nice to see. It's a good family. It's wholesome stuff. But let's let, let, let's be real. You know. It, it is what it is. You know, you don't see Liverpool fans well for the majority of the part. You don't see Liverpool fans going, "Ah, oh, reach," you know, "Ah, oh, Trent, you know, come on, reach James, come outside." It's always vice versa. So you know, when you are the standard, when you are the blueprint for you know what the what the modern day full pack should look like, it's just um, it's just one of those things, man. It's just one of those things, and boy, I'm 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 glad that I get to watch um, watch him play for my club week in yeah. week out. And just doing the madness that he does because some of the passing that he does and so how easy he looks makes it look he's just absolutely absurd. Like the the ball he played for um oh, I think it might be for for, for kind of like uh for, for Mo today. Like just oh it's just like such a like, such a fantastic ball. It may look so easy. Yeah. Like, the Do you know what I think? Composure. I think that goes against him a lot as well. And I think like another player like that earlier in their career was someone like Perlo, where they could where they make where they, it's it's just so easy to them to just ping the ball. Even Busquets really, if Barca wasn't as successful as they were, people would not 
give Busquets his flowers. And Perlo is the same. If Perlo didn't have that late blossom trophy wise, no one would give him his his flowers. I mean, you, I mean, when you're talking all timers, fair enough. You got to include honors and stuff. But I, I think people that make the game look easy for the neutral that don't watch every game, they're not as like intently watching as we are because it's our team. It's very easy to for the quality of those balls to just go over your head because like you, you you forget that other players can't make those passes because he's doing it twenty times in one game. So I think that goes against him a lot. Just had some breaking Everton news come through. Um, apparently Everton risk a Premier League points deduction as they teeter on the brink of breaking profits and sustainability rules. Just where you yes. think it couldn't possibly go worse, it somehow manages to even capitalise even more. They've got a Insert Sipo's meme. They're dangerously close to um, <laughs> dangerously close to the relegation zone as it is. Fuck it out. They are they are in the absolute mud right now and um, <laughs> yeah i'll be sad if they go down because it's you know it's it's you know it's usually guaranteed six points a season so boy yeah it would it would that. actually be it would be quite sad not to have the derby day twice a season actually um and look outside of the biases they're a big history club it's it'd be sad for the neutral if they go down but i'm loving it every second of it Injected. I had a theory yesterday, and it was like some really nasty stuff that, um, you know, <laughs> let's just say they 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 get, they get relegated. They also, but they also somehow make it to the FA Cup final against Liverpool. They're already relegated. It's kind of that you know their last bit of your hurrah kind of saves some pride for the season. And we beat them in the FA Cup final. It would just somehow compound pain <laughs> into even more pain. And because I'm a sick individual. That made me very happy, and you know, I, I would like to see that come to come to fruition. Yeah, a reality, so. Actually, that's a good point. I will be quite sad if we never get another opportunity to see Lampard have a clock just before we bang one in the top <laughs> corner. Unbelievable stuff! I, I still can't believe they hired Frank Lampard <laughs> for, for a relegation battle. What a football! What it is! What a football institution! Seriously, they just bring me so much joy. That's why they can't. That's that, realistically, that's why they can't get relegated. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, through to the quarterfinals of Champions League. Um, I think some of the aspect, uh, and, and more importantly, you know, we did lose the. I say we did lose the game. I think the important thing is a loss was going to come at some point, and it's with the way of football. You wanted the loss to be tonight as opposed to being at the weekend or kind of further into the season where the stakes are probably a little bit the highest um any cause for concern coming out of this fixture um in terms of you know the way it was or it was just kind of just one of those days and there's things to manage and there's things to improve on as we go along really no i think you're bang on and i think peter said it as well earlier on and we're we're the best we're one of the best teams in the world at learning our lessons from games it's why we don't lose a lot because when we do, obviously last season don't count. Um, but we, we we rarely make those mistakes again. And if we do, there's a long space of time in between it. So yeah, I'm totally, I'm happy, not happy, but yeah, I'm glad that we lost today rather than in the prem. Because there's there's lessons to learn, there's video to watch, there's improvements to be made, and that's only positive now that we're getting to that part of the season. I think. Um, I mean, this game, I'm not this game, not not really. Um, I don't think we gave them. Much. I don't remember them shooting in the box too tough, like, and I can't those as big chances. So I don't really remember them getting too many big chances. I don't think the Toro goal. Whilst I do think it was avoidable because those sloppy passes there, maybe Van Dijk could close them a bit quicker. Um, it wasn't like you know I'm a massive chance. Um, this game, not really right about this game. Obviously, you just want the front feet to take the chances. That's all. West Ham game though, that's a little bit worrying. I think we gave away too many big chances. Lanzini chance, big chance. Ronaldo's chance, big chance. So, um, just one thing I noticed is just that, like, um, obviously the, the, the highlight it works. You know what I'm saying? We catch so many teams offside, but it feels like once or twice a game we give teams these kind of big chances. Um, like, so they normally uh, opposition will probably get like a one-on-one with Allison. You know what I'm saying? Um, and if they take it, take it, they take it. If they don't take it, they don't take it. So, I just want us to raise that. Um, so you know what I'm saying? So and. I think people are kind of blaming it on like Matip or blaming it on, you know what I'm saying? But even when Canate plays, again, like we saw against West Ham, it happens as well. So I think it's more a structural, a structural issue. Um, we're probably not tracking runners from midfield or 
Um, centre backs are kind of sleeping sometimes. So yeah, I think we just need to stop giving away high quality chances because soon enough, you know, what I'm saying people will take it. So um, we're getting quite fortunate in that we're not conceding many goals um, and people are not taking their big chances against us. So we just kind of minim minimise those chances. But apart from that, we'd be fine. Um, if we minimise those chances, we have every chance of winning um, a lot of trophies this season, for sure. So, yeah, I think that's my only cause of concern. Yeah, I think they've done a really good job of kind of mitigating potential risk. Um, and I think it's really visible in the XG charts as well. So you look at some of the opportunities, like the Lanzini one from the weekend. Um, it's, it's actually, it actually doesn't rank that high on the XG. I only expect the XG, so I think it's like 0.2. Um, so it, it's 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 nice seeing that we're not giving up, you know, those real clear cut opportunities when we are kind of you know putting putting teams in other positions where they could potentially take advantage. So in terms of mitigating that risk, it is good to see. But yeah, I think there's just there's a few things we need to kind of do tighten up a bit. But um, you know, as as we want to start a new winning winning streak uh, in all comps, it's just um it's a good basis to kind of start on really. So yeah, all, all for it. Um, obviously we do have Brighton at half twelve kickoff on the weekend. There'll be a longer form preview, of course, on the weekend preview show, which will be released on Thursday evening exclusively for Patreon listeners. So if you do want to hear that show, do subscribe to the Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash copper fracas today. Um, but what are you guys expecting from it, it, it's a it's a weird one because I think it's a bit of a nasty fixture, really. Half twelve kickoff after you know uh, a midweek game. I know Klopp will be fuming. He hates the half twelve kickoffs, um, <laughs> but you know he. I, I think he pretty much hates everything, really. Um, it's like kind of true to his needs. Um, <laughs> what are you guys thinking about um, the game? The game on Saturday. I mean, obviously Brighton, as Klopp would say, not in the their best of moments. But um, we know from earlier on in the season the problems they can pose and how they can set up against Liverpool. So what are you guys realistically expecting and wanting to see from Liverpool on Saturday? Um, I, th I think it would be a tough game. I think Potter does like playing against us because we do leave space behind. And they obviously, the way they're set up, they have so many runners from midfield. They have like about like 100 number 10s. You know what I'm saying? A hundred number, like they have so many attacking midfielders. Yeah, it's like it's like Naruto when he does his like clone jutsu. It's just uh, you know sixty modas like all around the place. Like, bro, yeah, let's play ten people. Zalana, Trossard, <laughs> McAllister, um, Molda, like bro, like how many number tens do you want? But um, yeah, so <laughs> I think he'll probably make it a bit difficult for us. Um, I think the key in that is scoring early and putting it to bed. Um, the longer Brighton stay in it, um, the more hope they will. They will have, but if we go like two 0 ahead in the first half, it could be like four or five. You know what I'm saying? So the key to that is taking our chances. Um, so yeah, um, I do think we'll probably see a refresh with the likes of like Henderson, maybe Konate, Diaz will probably start. I think Salah might not start. You know, that's one to watch. I think Casales played a lot of games in a row, started a lot of games in a row. I won't be surprised if you see like a Mane on the right and a Diaz on the left, something like that. But um, and yeah, so um, it might it'll be a difficult game, but I, I expect to win. I expect us to navigate the the game um and yeah we, we need to win you know what i'm saying to keep our man city's tails so yeah no i'll yeah, i totally agree with that i think we get an early goal i think and i think it will be one of them it'll end up two nil three nil but yeah we leave it late we know mope loves a late 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 goal for brighton this year there's most of their points as well as they play every game most of their points have come from them sort of last ditch if it will just put the ball in the box and it somehow drops to Mope, he drop pulls it out of the sky or something. But yeah, I think I've got a feeling I, I, Diaz or Mane are going to score early and then we, it's going to be a nice, comfortable stroll in the sunshine for us. Um, but yeah, I do. I really, I've got a lot of respect for Graham Potter and Brighton, a lot of likable players. And Trossard's back now, like you said. So they are, they have got that, that ability to just pop up in random places and proper stress the the midfield and defence out. But I've got faith that, yeah, Diaz or Mane early goal and I reckon it'll be a nice comfy one. Yeah, look how Villa set up against uh against Brighton, how they played really, I think that's a really good kind of blueprint to kind of look at about how to kind of attack Brighton. Um especially when they're in that kind of free Three five two formation to put. I just kind of like to play. I know he changed it up a little bit against against Newcastle, but I wouldn't expect that against us because um, they like to you know squeeze out the space and whatnot. But yeah, it should it should be a good game. Um, and yeah, you know, Grandpa 
love the guy, but I always think, you know, if he could just be in a mini league with him and the you know other big six teams, big six teams, he'd probably find a way to end up being third in there. <laughs> just because <laughs> yeah. you know, he's he's a bit of a crazed man in that way. But um but yeah, it's always difficult. Yeah, you know, he's, he's always been a bit, bit, bit of a difficult game. Kind of last two seasons or so when we've gone up against Brighton, especially away from home. So it's going to be interesting to see how the how the boys kind of do do deal and cope with that. Um, what are you expecting, kind of front three wise um, for this game? Do you think you'll default back to what we saw this evening, or do you think you'll look to go uh, Diaz, Mane, and Salah? Because surprisingly, I think that's been working quite well in the past few games that it has been implemented. Yeah, I think he'll go Diaz, Mane, Salah. And I've got to say, yeah, I've really liked it, to be honest. I think at the moment it's probably our best front three, um, especially with Mane down the middle, Diaz on the left. But from what Peter said, I would kind of like to see, and it is a good opportunity to rest slash drop Salah. He's, as much as he's probably going to be gunning for that for Robert Sanchez on Saturday if he is playing but I I do think we kind of need to remind him that like if you ain't scoring the goals you ain't undroppable anymore you're not do you know I mean you're you're not no one no one should be if if you're not scoring you shouldn't be undroppable and it would be a nice polite reminder maybe bring him on 60 minutes let him get a goal but yeah, I think we need to remind him that like we've got options now. So if everyone else is scoring, not that everyone else is, but if you're not scoring, you can't just you can't just sit here and wait for your four hundred grand, mate. You got to start scoring. Hey, hey, I, I I don't agree with you there. I, I think that's mad harsh. Like in terms of like he's not like if, if a guy's not scoring, I don't think it matters. People go through rough patches all the time. If if he was going to drop money every time he didn't score, where would he be? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The last two or three goals, um, two or three matches, um, yeah, I think that's kind of partial. I, I would more go for resting him. Like, I don't like it playing... And we've got Arsenal coming up soon as well. Chris, when we got Arsenal? Sorry? Do you know, uh, I think, I think like it's next Wednesday. Let me, I'll, I'll quickly check in the back. Yeah, it's Wednesday or yeah, Thursday. Yeah, so yeah. Obviously, Sal has to start against Arsenal. So, my thing would be to rest him. I don't, I, it's not a drop a drop in case. He's been up as player this season. I, don't, I, I think that's pretty hard yeah. to drop him. I hear, I hear what you're trying to say. Basically, you're trying to keep him on his toes. Yeah. So, I, I, I get that. But um, I, I would probably go for Mane, Jota and Diaz. Um, I think that, that should be enough to, to put away Brighton. Um. So 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 yeah. Um, I think Salah's probably played too many games. A lot of he hasn't really had a rest since Afcon. So that's that's the front three I'd probably go for. No, yeah, I think, good stuff. Yeah, I think sometimes as well, like you kind of need to watch a game from the sidelines again and just sort of sit there and be like, oh, if I was on, I could have been in that space. I could have done this. I could have done that. And yeah, a, a refresh is probably probably a good idea because we 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 got every whilst people are fit. You've got to let players like Fab and and Salah get their rest in. You have to yeah, because sure. it, it, we, we there's no breaks till the end now, especially if we're gonna get far, um, which I think we will. We've had we've had luck with the draws this season, and generally, if you have luck in the draws, that plays out for the entire season. Obviously, now looking at the teams left in the Champions League, that probably ain't an easy draw, but still, yeah, yeah, it's a weird one. I think international break, kind of, it's going to fall at a weirdly decent time for us because obviously we've got the Arsenal game on Wednesday, then we have Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup, then there's that weird international break where you wouldn't expect big pressure to be on some of the lads. Most of them have, uh, you know, kind of kind of qualified for the World Cup at that point. I know there's some kind of still some you know big fixtures to kind of go on for um, the, the AFCON boys and I'm not too sure. Uh, I, think, I think Luis Diaz has got a fairly sizable fixture, but I think that'll do him the world of good, really. Um but yeah, man, I think that international break is going to fall at the right time, which is something I never thought I'd say in terms of an international break, considering how much bile and hatred I do generally tend to have for them during the football when we are, when normal football is being played. But but yeah, I think I think it'd be pretty good, and you know, uh, good 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 piece from a uh, good friend of the pod, Paul Ghost, um, also top hip hop aficionado, Paul Ghost as well. Um, if 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 the ending of Liverpool's sixteen game sorry fifteen game uh, unbeaten run helps refocus some minds, then the sobering defeat will at least serve a purpose. And I think that's the big takeaway from this evening. Um, you know, we set 
you know, we as fans and more importantly them them as players and, and the coaching staff set such high expectations and you know standards for themselves that they need to just you know have that as a bit of a sober reminder of you know the heights they need to kind of achieve the goals that they want to do. We're still you know in the running for the three competitions. You know we're still in. We've won down. So yeah, the sky's the limit, and they just need to kind of keep living up to those expectations and keep hitting the mark and every single opportunity. Really, you know, wonder goals aside. Yeah. With the um, with the Champions League thing, just just off the top of your head, assuming City are through, but obviously we don't know out of Madrid and um, PSG. Out of those teams, who would you most like to be drawn against in the next round? Who would you be least like worried about? I'm trying to think. It's difficult, isn't it? It's difficult. Yeah, I'm trying to think who's left in it at this point. So Madrid, PSG. Us, City, Bayern. Ain't that it? Oh, out of my United and Atletico. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Even one of them, give me that. Give me United or Atletico, we'll beat them. Yeah. Both, yeah. So. yeah, I'll, I'll take one of them easily. Um, the, per- the people will probably, probably most like to avoid, I'll probably say, probably City. Um, obviously, I think... Like they're the best team left in it. Um, I can't. I can't be asked playing two legs against Chelsea again. I just can't bother. Yeah, that, that that's true as well. That that another boring, 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 boring game. But um, so yeah, you do not really want an English team unless it's Man United. Um, mm. so Man United Atletico, I'd probably want. Um, but I, I still think we'll beat if we got Bayern. I would back us to beat them. I'd yeah. back us to beat Real Madrid as well. So yeah, I'd I'd rather face Bayern and Madrid over two legs and then the final as well. Yeah. Well, you still got. You know the winner of Ajax Benfica and Juventus Villarreal as well. So oh, I how many yeah, teams yeah. were still in it? There's me thinking we're in like the semis already, man. <laughs> yeah, we'd, we'd be good to think. Good to think ambitious long term, though. Yeah, I do like that. <laughs> yeah, we're already in the final boys as well. <laughs> but my but my ourselves in there. It's in Paris, not not far. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm happy yeah, about man. that. I'm happy about that. That's a that's an affordable trip. That is. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, you you look at it. You got you got to put these things in context as well. Inter Milan currently, you know, second best team in Serie A. Liverpool currently the second best team in the Premier League. I, I yeah, think they're the best. Team, to be honest. Well, I mean, I, I, I was going to say that you know they are reigning Serie A champions as well. I've watched Napoli play a few games, and you know they they are quite impressive, has to be said. Um, but yeah, um, I, I, I think Inter Milan probably are the best team in Serie A at the moment. And, I think it, you know it really showed you know when he and that's the beauty of the Champions League when you think about it, 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 it you know for all its faults and its future faults you know in future formatings and stuff it is you know it, it is in in certain points when you get to this stage it's the creme de la creme versus the creme de la creme and when you outlast good teams like Inter Milan it really shows how how above and you know far and above you are in terms of the levels really that you, that you hit and the levels you still have to achieve. Yeah, I think it's um, it is when you watch the European games and how good we are in Europe. It does. It's a nice, it's a nice reminder of how good we actually are, and it. It really is, man. It really is indeed. Um, it is currently twenty six minutes to twelve on a Tuesday evening. So I'm going to wrap this pod up because I am fucking tired and I've got to be up at four o'clock in the morning to go to the gym. Um, Pia, I'm going to come to you for the final word on this week's pod. Take it away. We move. Let's fucking go, man. My guy doesn't disappoint at, at all. Um, that has been your episode of Coffee and Fracas for March 9th, 2022. Still feels weird to say this, 2022. Um, yeah, Liverpool might, might have had an L in the book. Hopefully it hurts them as much as it kind of hurts us. But in the grand scheme of things, it didn't really hurt us. Um, but yeah, we'll use it as a motivational tool to kind of keep going, keep keep going and keep pushing forward and go the distance in all three competitions we are left in. I've been your host, Chris, for this week. and I've been joined by Yak and Peter. Please do subscribe to the Copy and Practice Patreon page for all the bonus content. It's just from £3 per month. That's that's less than a Big Mac, man, when you think about it. So, you know, convert your Big Mac into a Patreon subscription. Again, hey that subscription is for the whole month, not the week, the month. So do head over to patreon.com forward slash coffee and fracas to subscribe today. But we'll be back the next Wednesday when we do a preview of the Arsenal game 
and summarize hopefully another another win in sunny Brighton. But until then, we'll see you soon. Podcast Network.